Hello everyone and welcome to DCOM Central, where two childhood best friends review, reflect, and poke fun at the Disney Channel original movies that they grew up with, and maybe more recent ones, but who knows how far we'll go. I feel like right now we're leaning towards the and maybe more recent ones, but technically it's not very recent. Yeah, it, it, we've said it before, they make a sizable jump in quality after the mid 2000 like mid early 2000s you know like 2005 ish they take a turn and uh this feels more much more modern than some of the other movies it does it does also hello michael and everyone i don't you know hey sometimes i forget that we have to say hello to people i said hi to everybody you had to this time ah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so are you ready to rock kelly yes i'm ready to go to camp rock which came out January 25th in 2008. It's over 10 years ago, and it still feels more recent. Almost the 2010, folks. Yeah, almost the 2010. Real close. Yeah. But, oof. I love this movie so much as a kid, Michael. I know you weren't, like, that big a fan, and I really tried to get you into it. But you were just set on High School Musical, and I understand. It was more than just being partial to High School Musical. All right, I gotta, I gotta come clean here, folks. Listen, you know, Raven... That's what I'm saying. All right. Brenda's song all day long. But Demi Lovato, not my style, bro. You know, like I, I just wasn't a fan of Demi Lovato back then. And uh, there is a specific reason for it. And I'm ashamed. What's the reason? Her smile bothers me so much. Oh, that's so mean. She's her, been through so much. I know, so much. but I was a mean kid. Yeah, but, well, this is before all that stuff came out. But her smile used to bother me when I was a kid. So, like, I was, I didn't like anything that Demi Lovato was in. Wow, I loved Demi Lovato. Still do. So I didn't watch Camp Rock. Like, I, 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 I've seen it, but I didn't like when it was on TV. I'd change the channel. Wow, I'm gonna accidentally leak your location to some tech scammer now. No, not my, not my own. Not doing that again. Yeah, it's just because you can't navigate spam text messages. Listen, there's many options on my phone. Block was too, too close to the send current location. <laughs> so yeah, that's the the uh, the reason why this isn't so uh, on the forefront of my memory of Disney Channel original movies. Like I've seen it like maybe two, maybe three times, but not since. I don't think I've seen it since the year 2010. Wow. I have not seen this as many times as I've seen High School Musical. I don't remember the last time I saw Camp Rock, but definitely not any time recent. I saw the Jonas Brothers the summer after this movie came out when I was in middle school. Like I saw them in concert. I also saw them the summer of 2019 BC. BC, before Corona? Yeah. So I guess Camp Rock was too nostalgic for me to rewatch the bros with their long hair looking so young. Because for us, high school musical was elementary school. Camp Rock was that like awkward middle school, and Camp Rock Two was high school. Like th that's that's what age range we were in when we watched it. I can't believe Camp Rock Two came out when we were in high school. I mean, yeah, it was terrible. That's crazy. Sorry, I, just, well, I was not a good. I was not a big fan of Camp Rock Two. That's wild. I was always a huge fan of the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato, and I still keep up with them. I listened to all Jonas Brothers albums and it's just different. It's just a different dynamic because of the times that they came out. Vastly I different. My goodness. keep up with them more than I keep up with the cast of High School Musical. So it's weird seeing the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato as babies in this movie 
Whereas it's weird seeing the cast of High School Musical look older like they do now. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have I have thoughts about the the actors acting in this movie. Um, I I, <laughs> I think there's a reason why High School Musical stood out more to us than this one. Um, and I think that goes beyond the people playing the parts. Um, but it also does have to do with that. Um, now. I liked the Jonas Brothers. You know, I wasn't as against them as I was like Demi Lovato back in the day, but I do like both of their music. Like I like Demi Lovato's music and I like the Jonas Brothers, especially the new Jonas Brothers. I love their new stuff. Yeah. Um. So coming into it now, being a fan of their music. And again, th- this is where we got introduced to them, their music for the most part, especially Demi Lovato. Um. So you know go, coming back to it now after seeing her career all this time it, it's interesting seeing her like kind of like her origin story here yes exactly like the first avengers of of uh <laughs> demi lovato and the jonas brothers yeah exactly and their own shows like jonas and sunny with a chance they were God, all I like loved really, sunny with a chance they were all really cringy shows to me i watched them but they were just like the acting was so childish and we were starting to de- like develop taste. So it was just like super weird to watch. I loved the variety show aspect of Sunny with a Chance. I did not like Jonas at Jonas all. Was pretty bad. I just oh, watched God. it for, for the boys, but it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, and that's how we found out they had a younger brother. I knew about that because I knew about the band. Of course you did. Because you, uh, you got the Disney magazine, didn't you? No maybe yeah you used to get those mini disney magazines the disney adventure magazines i don't remember that but maybe oh my god i remember because i was so jealous and then i finally got my parents to agree to get me them and you told me that they stopped printing them and i was so upset i don't i don't remember that maybe i guess it has to be me i don't know who else you would you would have known about this anyway um that's enough of a trip down memory lane we need to like do a summary or something michael a summary say no more kelly i mean really though it, it's camp rock people do, do i have to go into it tag along for a lot of rocking but not a lot of camping while demi lovato learns how to be a rock star oh and, and they throw the jonas brothers in for good measure too but can this movie about a camper's self-identity crisis come anywhere near its predecessor, High School Musical, in terms of uh, enjoyment? <laughs> I don't know, Kelly. But let's find out after after we get some fun facts from our uh, camp counselor, Kelly, here. All right. I was never a camp counselor. You were, but let's go with it. This is the 72nd DCOM, which is the one right after last week's Minutemen. Oh, did we plan this? We did not plan this, folks. Nope, this was your suggestion that we go to another musical, so. I love when it works like that. Yeah. I love to see it. But do you love to see that they filmed this in Ontario, Canada? I mean, I do. I love it. I'm okay with it. You know what? At least it's not (laughs) Utah again. I mean, Utah can be pretty. Those mountains, you know? Yeah, for one month out of the year. So, do you like the title Camp Rock, Michael? It's fine. Like, (laughs) honestly, what does it matter at this point? At least it's not Teen Beach Movie. Close enough. It got worse. That's all I gotta say. The other options for titles were Rock Camp Rules. Oh, no. Camp Rock On. So No. Are you happy with the title? I'm ecstatic about the title. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> bullet dodged there. Yes, 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 yes. 
And Camp Rock took 25 days of filming and apparently seven months of editing. So that's interesting. (laughs) These kids, they just can't act. Seven months of editing for one month of shooting. Well, you know, there's a lot of lip singing. A lot of lip singing. Oh my goodness. It doesn't even look like they put a lot of effort into the editing. Like, I'm sorry, but it, it like wasn't it a particularly well-edited movie, you know? So the ratio just doesn't work for me. I agree. Like, I mean, they, they, they crank out these bad boys really quickly over there at Disney Channel, you know? So what, what was that delay? What happened? I don't know. Also, even though you may not like this movie, Michael... It is currently the third highest viewed decom of all time, and when it premiered, it it reached 8.9 million viewers. Wow. What's it behind? High School Musical 1 and 2? Wizards of Waverly Place and High School Musical 2, I think. Because you gotta remember, Michael, no one knew how big High School Musical 1 would be. That's true. They didn't know who any of those people were. That's true, yeah. It was the sequel that was highly anticipated because the first one was so good. God, what a good sequel it was, too. Can we go back and watch High School Musical? Later. For now, I have to talk about <laughs> how this movie has Disney royalty. Disney royalty. Yes. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of big names, but I think the biggest royal in this movie is actually Allison Stoner. Stoner. Thank you. Thank oh, you. yeah. In 2003, she started Mike's Super Short Show, and I had a false memory on this one and actually thought she started in Disney 365 or Disney 411 which is why I was sending you some of that stuff. <laughs> but it was actually Mike's super short show, which is kind of like the same premise. of It's like a very short commercial break series of promotional advertisements. Right. Focusing on upcoming Disney home video film releases. So. Oh, I remember. I used to love those little they were shorts so cool. that they used to play They're on the commercials. Some of the, the real oh. shows. Disney 411, Disney 365, when the bell rings, all that kind of stuff. I loved that. Oh my gosh, when the bell rings, I forgot about that Dude, one. Th- those Whoa. were I wish they would put those on Disney Plus, honestly. Wasn't that Demi Lovato? It might have been I think it might have been actually. No, you're talking about as the bell rings. And Demi Lovato was in season one of that. They had a couple seasons. Well, apparently they had two seasons. And yeah, oh, I gotta find those. Those were so funny. They could totally put them on Disney Plus. I mean, oh, what are they please. all together? Maybe like fifteen minutes please long. Come on, put it on Disney Plus. There's thirty six episodes, all from two to five minutes long. Ah, uh, you love it. Yeah, I, I can't. That's so good. Those that those were the days, Kelly. Honestly, they really were. What Disney Channel does now? Nothing. Gross stuff. All right. Well, I guess we'll do that plot now. Yeah, let's get that plot, Kelly. We begin with Mitchie, a.k.a. Demi Lovato, waking up for the last day of school as she pops in a CD to her laptop so we all get to listen to the lovely first song of Who Will I Be playing as she gets ready. I love how not even 30 seconds into the movie we get our first song. High School Musical took way longer. It also starts, remember, with a guitar riff letting you know this is going to be a rockin' uh, Disney Channel original movie. Yes, it is. So while the song is fine, I just I wasn't huge on this intro here, Kelly, like it, her getting ready for school, trying on all these outfits, making these weird faces in the mirror. I just it wasn't for me. She was just having fun. It's a kid's movie. I'm sure she was. But as with a lot of the things in this movie, I thought this scene was very overacted. 
Oh, yes. Most of this movie is. You're right. I did like the part where she was trying on sunglasses and taking off like each pair of sunglasses with the other one already underneath it. And the last ones were like her Beatles glasses and she like the tiny little round ones. <laughs> Something you do. <laughs> yes. Oh, my, my, you're bringing up my filmography, Kelly. Yes, you are very good at taking off glasses, but there being one other pair beneath it. <laughs> you get, you all, you gotta appreciate someone who's good at taking off glasses. What can I say? <laughs> so in her very purple themed room, part of her getting ready process involves a mini keyboard and guitar break. Because again, she's just like really going at it. And you, we have time for all of this in the morning before school. Yes, of course. I also must point out she has a Connect 3 poster in her room, which is who the Jonas Brothers are in this movie. So some <laughs> tie-ins. Yeah. So while eating breakfast with her mom that she stole from Wizards of Waverly Place. She's eating an omelette du fromage. This mom is in two of the top three TCOMs. Look at her. She, I'm sorry, she's eating what? Omelette du fromage. What's that? Cheese omelette. Oh, oh gosh. Hot Tunes channel plays on the TV as an anchor woman talks about the aforementioned Connect 3 and the summer tour being canceled because one of the members, Shane Gray, aka J Joe Jonas, keeps having issues on set. Mom and daughter don't seem very impressed with him, so is she like disappointed because she liked the band and now he's acting out? Like, oh. Now this scene is, is it, it really does imitate real life because I remember getting ready for middle school back in the day. And, uh, you know, middle school starts later than elementary school and high school. So, like, you're getting into, like, it's it's past for yeah, us. It, it it's did. past the news time. And now you're on to, like, the shows after the news. And I just vividly remember all the time TM, uh, yeah, TMZ was always playing before I went to school. So I was always in the loop with all the paparazzi and what was going on in the tabloids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Mitchie really wants to go to this summer camp called Insert Title of Movie Here. But mom says they can't, they just can't afford it. Oh, you know, I'm sure it will work out. It's the camp is the name of the movie. So she, she's going to go to it. Nah, she, she, her mom says she can't afford it. And the movie ends. <laughs> Not even five minutes. Rename title journey to camp rock. Have a post credit thing that says camp rock will return. <laughs> camp rock will return. <laughs> <laughs> A quick trip to school and less than five minutes later, it got worked out. Mom took a catering job at the camp so Mitchie could go, could go at a discounted rate as long as she helps out in the kitchen too. You work your way there, you know? Yeah. Movie hasn't even reached the five minute mark and we are thankfully already at Camp Rock where teens are arriving and thriving with all kinds of dance moves to no audible music. This arrival scene is kind of fun though. Everyone's kind of just vibing. And then the, the 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 drummer guy who's just like drumming all along the side of the bus, I, 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 he's living his best life and you got to feel for him. You got to appreciate that. Yeah, everyone's happy. Yeah. And there's a little, little uh, you see um, Allison Stoner's character. What's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin. You see Caitlin there doing her jam computer jamming kind of thing. So, you know, everyone's having a good time. It's the first day of camp. Yeah, everyone's super excited to be there. Happy. Happy to be there. As am I. Mitchie arrives in her mom's catering truck as she watches some rich girl named Tess arrive in a stretch limo. And then a little later on, Mitchie accidentally bumps into her. Rookie mistake. You don't bump into the popular girl. Mm-mm. Tess scoffs and walks away pissed, leaving Caitlin to tell Mitchie that Tess spawns from singing legends. So again, don't mess with her. Yeah, she's got connections. She also brags about being a wicked music producer and does that thing where she types a bunch of keys on her computer. 
and a bunch of sounds come out that she didn't produce. What an awful, awful thing to put in this movie. Oh my god, I nearly shut it off. <laughs> Five minutes in and Michael almost turned it off. Let me just off. flail my fingers around the keyboard and make noise. It's the same, as- it's the same concept of like a hacker being like, don't worry, I can break in and then just be like... Yes, I'm in. It's the same it's thing like, as that. This is how music works. Awful. Awful, awful. You see, she's got like dead <laughs> eyes while she's doing it too. She's She knows. Little Allison Stoner knows this is stupid. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of them do. Yeah. A brief introduction by the music director later, and we have a special guest instructor this summer. It's none other than whiny Shane Gray, who does not want to be there at all, even though Camp Rock is where Camp 3 connected three years ago. Oh, I see how that worked. Nice. Mm-hmm. So canonically in Camp Rock, they're not brothers, right? They are brothers. They're all, yeah, all their last names are Gray. Oh, they are brothers here. Okay. They've known each other forever. What you talking about? They connected. Well, it's something that Jason Gray said as Kevin Jonas because he has all the weird lines in the movie. Oh, no, I know. This is where they became Connect 3. I'm just saying, like, how odd. Like, you know, they were brothers before. Did they never play music together until they went to camp? I guess that's not too unbelievable. Mm. Nate Gray, played by Nick Jonas, says he has to says Shane has to do this gig because it's good PR for them, especially since Shane keeps stirring up so much drama in the news. Meanwhile, Jason Gray wants Shane to make him a birdhouse because, as I was trying to say, in this movie, Kevin's like the dumb one of the group, even though he's the oldest in real life. Dumb is an understatement. It's the same as the TV show Jonas. They made Kevin the dumb, weird one. Kevin in this movie is like, he's on a whole nother playing field, okay? Like he he is nowhere near like a functioning human being. (laughs) Well, the brothers leave Shane behind and Nate lets him know that they told the press he has to sing a duet with the winner of the final jam which Shane is not happy about as well. Like, basically, everything is a PR stunt here. Yeah, it really is. And also, it just has to be noted, I didn't realize how young the Jonas Brothers were in this movie until right when the limo leaves the leaves Shane, so Joe, behind, and Nick, is, Nick Jonas is waving at him from inside the limo. He looks like a small child, like a small child. And it's like, wow, this is a long time ago. Yeah. He was a kid. He was the youngest. Cut to Mitchie working with her mom and staff in the kitchen. She goes outside to take out the Michael. I mean, I mean the trash. Whoa! She... <laughs> Folks. Folks, you heard it here. You heard it here. This is what I get. <laughs> and she overhears Tess practicing too cool with her posse. And oh my gosh, just hearing that song again brings me back to listening to it over and over on the bus to middle school with my on my high school musical mp3 <laughs> player yep oh absolutely now kelly i mean i can't believe you didn't bring up the fact that in the kitchen mitchy was making hamburgers out of a giant pile of hamburger meat you weren't gonna mention the 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 just severe overuse of meat at this camp do you think i would i would want to talk about that it was, like i i As eat meat and i thought that was vegetarian? disgusting no i would i was like michael's gonna call it out but i don't want to talk about it i eat meat and i think this is gross i'm grossed out all right we'll move on yes too cool uh, definitely got a spot in, in my memory and uh 
you know, it's a great way to introduce Tess as the, the, the antagonist here because she's annoying and treats her friends poorly and has bad dance moves. Does way too much with her shoulder. Maybe this is part of the seven months of editing, but instead of an acoustic sound of her practicing, they just played the song from later just over and over at that one part they're practicing. They spent seven months on this movie. Why didn't they just do something <laughs> different, you know? I don't know. Cut to Shane complaining that he needs his hair product after being there for three hours. So it took three hours for him to be chased by girls and hide in a tree, or he's been doing that the whole time. I'm not 100% sure. Like, he just starts complaining, all of a sudden girls start following him. It's very kind that the girls waited until he hung up the phone to start chasing him, because they were clear. he was clearly standing right in front of them. <laughs> yes, very considerate fans. Well, it's time for Shane to overhear Mitchie practicing This Is Me, because the characters in this movie really do like to secretly listen to each other practicing. They get their socks off from spying. Mitchie leaves right before Shane comes in trying to discover the mystery singer, who apparently blew him away with a few verses. I mean, she did, she did sound amazing. She sounded all right. <laughs> and apparently the discounted rate Mitchie got meant she got her own bunk with her mom, so is she technically staffed too? Is this like a staff bunk? Yeah, it must be a staff bunk. And it's it's this ain't a bunk. This is a full on lakeside cabin. So they're living the life. Yeah, this is what the discounted rate is? Jeez, I wonder what the other rate is. I mean, well, I saw what the other rate is. It's just a like three girls. Time for another brief dance number as Lola Scott gets up and starts singing and dancing around the mess hall to what it takes. Turns out her mom is on Broadway and now Tess and her posse wanna know who Mitchie's family is. Who is this chick? She has one song number and then she's gone. She's not a character in this movie. She's a song. They just threw in a bunch of songs. I liked the song. It was fun. Yeah, she's fine. But I mean, like... It's a musical that takes place at a music camp. They're going to be singing all the time. You got me there. <laughs> so Tess and the posse want to know who Mitchie's family is. And they walk away unimpressed when she says her dad owns a hardware store. So this causes her to make up a lie that her mom is president of Hot Tunes TV in China just so she can impress them. Which works because they offer her their extra bed in their cabin, which is what I started getting confused again. Like, is there no assigned bunking? This is the second time already in this movie that I nearly shut it off, okay? I hate, I hate <laughs> lies. Like, I hate lying. I hate lies like this. And my goodness, Kelly, I this got my skin crawling because it was so unnecessary. Like, I get it. You want to fit in. But it was such a bold, brash, and unnecessary lie that I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore because I, I hate the way that it plays out. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad. Like, of all the lies, like, you went right, right, pretty much right to the top. Like, I like... I like mysteries. I like whodunits, you know, like I like I like trying to figure stuff out as you go along. But I hate having to keep like the secret along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's rough. Also, it's really rude of Mitchie to leave Caitlin behind. Jerk. Immediately when the popular girls invite her to hang out. She was her OG. She was her day one. She's Allison Stoner. You don't leave Allison Stoner behind. Isn't it still day one in the camp? I don't know. She was her minute one. <laughs> Cut to... Tess and Posse's bunk, where Tess tries to call her mom, but she is too busy to hear about her day. So we're going with the neglected childhood caused her to act out and be a bully? Okay. Of course. Mitchie moves in and the girls notice her songbook, which causes her to sing a few lines of This Is Me before she gets too embarrassed. The next morning, she tries to sneak out of the bunk early to get to work in the kitchen. 
She accidentally wakes up Ella, but she too got the role of dumb one in Trio because she believed Michi when she told her that she was just dreaming. <laughs> Great. After a quick shift, Michi sits down with Caitlin for five seconds before Tess makes her sit with her and her posse instead. Caitlin tells her she should stay away from Tess, but Michi sits with her anyway. Yeah, she ain't even listening to, to, to Caitlin here. Mm-mm. She warned her. She really did warn her. Like, she gave her all the warning signs. She's like, hey, you, you don't want to do that. Mm-mm. You probably should just stay here. Maybe sit outside by yourself before you go over there. Yeah. Also, you know, something that I noticed during the scene, and I had to write it down. If you look in the background, they um they use a bass drum as a receptacle for uh for fruits. So in the center of the mess hall, there's a a bass drum filled with all sorts of fruits and stuff. And I was like, that's that's a weird use of a drum, but all right, whatever. That's interesting. Seems like a waste of an instrument, but you know that's just me. Cut to a music class that's a rockin'. The teacher picks Mitchie to come up in front of the class to sing, despite her nervousness. She starts singing Who Will I Be? solo at first, but then she picks up the volume on her second shot. The class and teacher are impressed, however, Tess seems jealous. She then tries to downgrade her skills by inviting her to sing sing back up to her with her posse. Mitchie objects at first, but then says, sure? Like, no, you don't need to be back up. You could keep doing the solo thing, gain your confidence. Yeah, you know her singing was pretty good in this little in this scene here when the teacher made her uh, sing, and then you know Tess wanted her under her finger. Um, but what really got me in this scene again? Let's turn our eyes back to Allison Stoner because when they introduced this scene, everyone's dancing, jamming, having a good old time before the teacher shows up. Allison's in there doing some step dancing moves. She's having a she's awesome. She should have done a step dancing routine at the final jam. Yeah, that would have been cool. But yes, you're right. I mean, it, it, you know, it, she should have known better. Like, she shouldn't have made herself play second fiddle to Tess. Yeah. I know what second fiddle is, by the way. Ah, heck yeah. You made it. <laughs> Happy to have you here in the in the slang. Thanks. Midgey runs off to work another shift in the kitchen when Shane Gray comes in. She tries to hide her identity by throwing flour in her face. And he starts complaining that his food allergy list is not being followed. And then... She calls him a jerk. He's shocked to be put in his place like that, but he leaves with a reluctant thank you. Hmm. I was waiting for him to be like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> things are some, some things are changing here. Not a fan of flower face, though. No, that was dumb. He then goes to complain somewhere else, and now his uncle, who's also one of the instructors, is the one to put him in his place and remind him to stop making everything all about him, which he thinks it should be, but it's, no. Shane, stop. He then goes to teach his hip-hop cl- dance class, where Mitchie and her friends are also attending. Start the Party plays while he teaches, and it's not sung by him, Michael. Who's it sung by? It's sung by one of Caitlin's friends, Baron. Oh. Well, like, the actor sings it, and he sings, like, Asa La Vista later. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Um, Now, it, do we really call this dancing? It's more just flailing one arm around while keeping the microphone near your face. With a hat on. Yeah. It's a, It's a style. It's all right. I'm not huge on this scene. It's okay. Cut to the mess hall where Mitchie and Tess are getting juice poured out of trumpets. <laughs> I wonder how those trumpets feel about that. The the reckless abandon that they have for these instruments in this movie is it really puts me on edge. All right. There's a scene earlier on where like for a music camp. <laughs> yeah. But there's a scene earlier on where they're walking around outside and there's these kids running with saxophones, just holding them in one hand. They don't have the 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 
the neck piece on it or anything. They're just running around with just a saxophone in their hands outside. And it's just like, it's just weird, you know? Also, why are you running with your instrument? Come on. Lesson number one, you'll break it. Yeah. Reckless endangerment. Yeah. And it's also funny watching these people put a wind instrument in their mouth when they never clearly have never played an instrument before. <laughs> so like you're looking at their embouchure and you're like, what? You're going to squeak, buddy. That ain't going to make no noise. Total amateurs. Anyway, as Mitchie and Tess sit down, Mitchie's mom comes up to say hi because she wants to meet the new friends. When she leaves, Mitchie lies again and says she's just a famous cook who cooks for all the celebs. You know, because she previously told them her mom was president of Hot Tunes TV China. She can't just be like, yeah, that's my mom, the cook. Now, how much do you hate Mitchie in this moment here? So much. Okay, like, here's the thing, though. Like, if you're gonna... So you made the choice to make your main character hold up a lie throughout a significant portion of this movie, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you make the lie disparaging to her own mother, you know? Like, at what point was I supposed to root for Mitchie in this movie? The end? Maybe the end. You're, it's like you're rooting for her to yeah, tell you, the truth. Get a grip, you know? Like, figure yourself out here. But, like, I, there wasn't much redeemable about her because, like, yeah, I mean, she's putting in the work in the, in the kitchen. But until she makes the turn... In, in you know like in 20 minutes or so here uh <laughs> she's just an awful person in my opinion she was just a kid yeah but she's a kid you know she's a kid that's fine but like they're all kids here so she's really nice otherwise so that's uh she's that's why she's just the main character the nice main character yes cut to shane gray practicing some new tunes when his uncle instructor berates him for not wanting to do more camp activities he looks thoughtfully in the distance, and we cut back to Mitchie working in the kitchen once again. Gee, she works a lot of hours. Does she have time for fun outside of class? Great question. I mean, well, I mean, if you ask me, cooking is fun too. But I, you know, you're at music camp. Not you want to be me. playing some music, not the potatoes. Yes. Well, time for the campfire jam, and for Tess to perform too cool, with Mitchie and her posse singing backup. As I said before, I really enjoyed this song as a kid, and. I just thought it was a fun bop. It was really nice to listen to it again. You know, the music, pretty good. All right. The music's fine. The dancing, awful. Again, way too much shoulder work here. She's like dislocating her shoulder for every single part of the song. And I'm like, what are you doing? Maybe it was the move in 2008. I hated it. I hated it back then. I remember hating it back then. I was like, oh my God, what's her arm doing? <laughs> yeah. The next day or so, Mitchie runs into Shane trying out new stuff on his guitar. He gets annoyed he can't get any privacy, but Mitchie says she likes this new style he's trying and wants him to keep going with it, even if the record label won't approve. So it's like she has these like moments of confidence where she's like kind of just like walks up to him and is like, I, I want to hear this. Well, she knows he ain't nothing because he's a jerk, you know, so she she's fine walking up to him. True. Good point. Later that day, I suppose, Tess gets annoyed with Caitlin and drops food on her which turns into a food fight between them that Mitchie is unsuccessful at stopping. The uncle instructor dude drags them all away, including Mitchie, who does not stand up for anyone. Like, she was just, she was literally in the middle of it, so he didn't know that she wasn't a part of it. You, you feel like she would have stood up for herself at some point there, though, don't you think? Yeah, she should have, but she's just a weak main character for a good portion of this movie, unfortunately. That's true. Also, hard to believe that a full-on food fight didn't happen from this scene here. Yeah, with all those kids. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I saw some food being flung around, yeah, I'd, I'd throw a carrot. Why not? Actually, that's incorrect. A few years before this movie came out, there was a food fight in our second grade class. And you did not partake. You actually got uh, super upset with me because I threw a single carrot. I didn't want to get in trouble. Actually, I didn't throw a carrot. I, I like, tossed, lightly tossed an apple from our table to the <laughs> next table. I wasn't even, like, I just, I, don't know, I wanted to be a part of something big, so I just lightly <laughs> tossed it to our friend on the other side. I don't remember this, but I believe you. I do, because everyone got sent to the principal's office. Oh, my God. And I stood my ground and said I had nothing to do with it. Oh, so you're a so liar. I lied. You're a liar. Kelly, I don't like liars. Technically. Come on. Bruh, technically, I wasn't really a part of the fight. I was just being. Yeah, you're just tossing an apple. I was passing it to my friend across the room when he was turning the other way. I, I felt extremely guilty about it. To this day, clearly, because you remember it. <laughs> well, yeah, because you lied and said that you would have partaked, but you did not partake. Uh, nowadays, I would have. You know, what's the harm in throwing a carrot? Same harm as lightly tossing an or apple. A noodle. A wet noodle or something. Yeah. Oh, there we go again, drifting off in time. <laughs> it's hard not to. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. After this uh, food fight. Caitlin gets sent to kitchen duty because technically she started the fight, which is super lame. I did not start the fight, just letting you know. That's, at least you got that going for you. Cut to Shane stopping Mitchie walking by so he can show her his new song, Gotta Find You. So that, their friendship's really developing suddenly. Also, low-key, I think this is the standout song from this movie. Oh, yes. He sings to her and plays his guitar by the lake and it gets pretty weird when a backup track starts playing along with him like backup vocals of his of himself this is so strange but it happens throughout the entire movie yeah like why can't they just let him play live i know it's harder with all the outside sound and everything but it would just be so much nicer not fake sounding you can clearly see the leaves on the trees blowing a lot behind him but you hear no wind no river just him no wind no river just him I guess in some way it could be symbolic because all Demi Lovato hears is him. Or all I don't have a problem him, with the but... isolated vocals, but the thing is, like, this isn't like this. Yes, it's a musical, but it's not shot like a musical. You know what I mean? Like the the all of the music throughout this, they're they're at a music camp. All right, he's sitting here playing the guitar for her. They're they're rehearsing their songs. They're playing their songs for in front of everybody else. Why did all of the songs have to be such studio songs? You know, like there's no reason why he couldn't have had like an acoustic version of just his isolated vocal here in, in this moment. It makes sense in High School Musical when the vocals come in, like when the background track comes in, because it's clearly a musical. But this isn't shot to be as musically as, as High School Musical does. That's a very good point. A lot of them were big studio songs and they were quite long. Yeah, so I mean, they 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 failed to stick to one road and stay in it, you know. Yeah. Wow. Like, is this a musical or is it a, a movie with music in it? Like stuck in the suburbs. <laughs> well, when Shane stops singing, he reveals he wrote the song after he heard this girl that he doesn't know is her singing, and it reminded him of the music he used to like. <laughs> well, that was a really cute moment. But back to the kitchen we go once again. Where a very observant Caitlin starts her shift as Mitchie tries to hide behind a giant bag of tortilla chips. Caitlin is so happy coming in there and getting to work, you know. 
Yeah, but she's like being like, wait, what do you mean there's six hands? Is there another person working here? Like, how do you already know like how many people are there? She's such a good kid, though. You know, she's like, all right, you know what? I'm in trouble. Yeah, she's a good kid. I'm just like, she's so observant. So Mitchie tries to make a run for it, but trips and breaks open the bag of tortilla chips. Tries is an understatement. She just runs straight into a, a bucket and falls over. <laughs> Caitlin is shocked when debates telling everyone. She thinks Mitchie's being immature, and Mitchie is well is like, Well, you act like you don't care all the time, so why are you even here? Girls, please stop fighting. You should be friends. You're Mitchie, st- stop being dumb, please. Listen, I'm trying to salvage this movie, okay? You guys need to make good with each other. Please. Not long later, she still goes up to Tess in her posse while Caitlin gives her a look. Wow, Mitchie is brave to risk going back to that terrible group. Brave or stupid, I don't know. Uh, I got a word for it. (laughs) What is it? Stupid. (laughs) And another music jam session, and it's time for Caitlin to perform her beats that everyone but me seems to enjoy. Everyone's rocking, you know. This is the this is the late early two thousands, you know. They're they're just this is the kind of music that kids like, the electronic beats. Mm. Also, everybody but you and Tess liked this. Yes, that's what I was getting to before you interrupted me. I would never interrupt. I just add. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Tess yells "snake" at a power cord to stop the music. <laughs> she doesn't like everyone likes her. she doesn't like that everyone likes Caitlyn's music she yells snake at a power cord <laughs> just imagine walking into my room looking at a power cord and saying hey snake no she she yells snake <laughs> pretending that the power cord is a snake she doesn't yell at they like I'm, I'm telling the power cord there's a snake in the room <laughs> Shane was actually enjoying the music for a second but once the drama started he left. Tess tries to insult Caitlin with her, with the classic whatever major loser hand signals, but this time, Mitchie learns to be smart and stand up for Caitlin for once by insulting Tess back. Finally, gosh. Gosh. But I remember doing that a lot to you <laughs> as a joke. Whatever major loser. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember oh. you doing it to me all the time. I'm so glad we're friends, yep, though. That was there. And I, you know, you know, what's funny, Kelly, I only watched this movie, like, like I said, like maybe once, maybe twice. Um, So the first couple of times <laughs> you did that to me, I was like, well, what did I do? What does that mean? Just wanted to get, get with the picture. Fate to commercial black later and Mitchie and Caitlin are together once again, blowing up balloons in the kitchen. So is this, this like, is balloon duty also a job of the, the kitchen staff? Who's to say? But it, I'm happy to see that they're finally friends again. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm glad this balloon popping experience, balloon, blowing up and popping experience, made them friends again. Yeah, and this is one of my like only favorite scenes from this movie. I just like their interaction here. Because like, is when Mitchie's starting to realize that she shouldn't be friends with Tess. And um, it ends with an all-time uh, scene end where, where she walks out of the room and... Caitlin is just dead eyes staring off into the <laughs> the left of the screen blowing into a balloon. Like it's just great. It's a good scene. Yes. But also right before she stared off into the sky or wherever, she revealed to Mitchie that she was once friends with Tess. But Tess was threatened with her because she hates competition and needs to be the star. But for some reason, Mitchie goes off to meet Tess for practice anyway. Wow. 
Yeah. What a dumb move. Then Shane calls his brothers and is in such a good mood, they are shocked. He is determined to find this mystery girl. <laughs> he then starts a whisper chain to find her. I wonder how how it got back to her. Like, you know, Seamus told him that Dean was told by Brevardi that Shane Gray is looking for you. Stop. <laughs> Stop the party plays as different girls try singing it around Shane. Open there, that girl with the voice. He even has a line of girls waiting. Mitchie does not want to get in line because she believes he never heard her sing. Right. But she does approach him later by the lake to ask if he found the girl yet. You see, I like this start the party scene because I, I just liked hearing the different renditions of start the party, like everyone's different take on it. Yeah, I thought that was that that was a good scene, too. I liked it. That was fun. Yeah. They go canoeing together in life jackets and have a little heart to heart. Mm, are they really canoeing or are they just in the middle of a lake going in a circle? Because they're they're very inefficiently rowing that boat. And we're more uh, focused on the lines than the movements. <laughs> also it really is like a high school summer camp because they have to wear life jackets yeah well we had to too even in college oh right i forgot if we wanted to use school facilities yeah i forgot we did yeah it's more of a liability thing that's true than a kid thing <laughs> good point good point tess catches them giggling in the canoe plotting her demise the conversation is going so well but then shane says she must understand him because he, because her mom is famous oh and she doesn't deny it. No, nope, she doesn't. Bad, Mitchy. No. And once again, this took the movie. Like, I was finally starting to get good with this movie. And then it just crashed it way back down because it reminded me of the lie that was still circulating. Yeah. And to make matters worse, Tess also catches Mitchy saying bye to her mom after a shift in the kitchen. Very minimal sleuthing required for Tess to figure out Mitchy's secret. I mean, the whole movie, she keeps saying, like, where do you keep running off to? So I guess she decided... To go look. She's got potty issues. <laughs> Sorry, it's my IBS. Well, enough of that anxiety. <laughs> it's time for the whole Connect 3 band, aka the Jonas Brothers, to perform Play My Music, which also takes me back to, to middle school, in which I used to sing this song in the pool with my friends. Yeah, and this was a great little musical number here, too, because it is basically a Jonas Brothers concert. Yes, I love that. So Nate loves their new song and wants to get it to the record company ASAP. But Shane wants to stay and finish off the camp. He's really coming around. Yeah. He tries to go up to Mitchie, but ends up standing behind her while Tess mentions her mom's president, while Mitchie's mom is behind Tess. So everyone's behind someone. So it's, it's like a domino. It's very bad, yeah. Mitchie has to reveal that she lied to everyone because her mom's right there. That's tough. This is a tough scene to watch because this is the scene I've been dreading the entire movie. Super cringe. Mom storms off as Shane looks super disappointed. Tess makes sure everyone knows that the only way Mitchie could even afford to be there was if she also worked in the kitchen. All right, now that's a low blow. Okay, that's yeah. that's not She's right. She's a poor. <laughs> poor. Poor, stinky poor. Then Shane confronts her for lying to him all summer, saying he's so used to people pretending around him, and she only wants to be friends with Shane Gray, not him. She says that's not true, but he runs off. Hmm. What part of what they had was a friendship and what part of it had to do with the fact that he was rich? Mm. I mean, she was just ragging on him the whole time and he asked her to listen to his music. So what did she do to him? I guess he had this idea in her head that she was easy to talk to because she understood. That's true. I, I It's just like her, her lie had very, very minimal impact on their relationship with each other. You would think. Hmm. It's like an Aladdin thing. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you're, you're. Your image didn't have anything to do with me until I found out that you were lying about it, basically, is the, yep. the sentiment here. Yep, yep, yep. 
The next day, while playing guitar, Shane's uncle asks about the mystery girl. Shane sings a few lines of This Is Me that he heard mystery girl Mitchie sing. And of course, Tess is lurking in the shadows listening. She has heard Mitchie sing that song, so you know she knows who the mystery girl is. But she also knows where to find the lyrics to that song. The next time they have, they have class, everyone stares at Mitchie when she walks in as Tess says, What a joke. What an awful line delivery. That's so, so bad. Yeah. Mitchie then goes to sit in a corner in the back, but thankfully Shane comes in and asks everyone to sit down. So she's not like, just the only one sitting down while everyone's standing up. He makes a speech about feeling your music and pretty much talks directly to Mitchie, who looks like she's about to cry. Yeah, she's sobbing in the corner and, and this kid is giving a speech to the class. She's not crying, but she looks like she's about to. On a nice Canadian walk with her mom, her mom doesn't want her to be ashamed. She just wants her to be proud of her talent. But she really needed to hear that because next scene in the mess hall, she finally stands up to Tess, who kicks her out of the group. Well, I guess she technically stood up to her before, but like she like really, really stands up to her now. Thank goodness. We Rock starts playing as Mitchie prepares with her new band member, Caitlin, and my broken foot is back to tapping. <laughs> I know I previously stated I broke my foot or toe, but I recently found out I actually broke my toe in two spots. So finally a confirmation of what exactly I did to myself. It made all the f- made all the foot tapping even more uh, laborious here, huh? Yeah. Well, the montage ends when Tess storms into the kitchen with Uncle Instructor. Tess accuses Mitchie and Caitlin of stealing te- her stealing her charm bracelet, which they find in the kitchen right next to where they're working. Tess obviously planted that, and Instructor Dude has to ban Mitchie and Caitlin from the rest of camp t- camp activities until the end of Final Jam, because they have no proof that Tess just lied. Fade to commercial black later, and the connect three brothers are back to enjoy the final jam. Meanwhile, Mitchie and Caitlin realize the loophole in the system. They were banned until the end of final jam. So that means they can perform at the end, right? Uncle Brown could not have made it any more uh, obvious what he was saying here. The end of final jam. (laughs) Also, it turns out the winner of the final jam records a song with Shane Gray, and the judges are the members of Connect 3. Well, the stinks are really high here, Michael. Yeah, the sinks are really high here. <laughs> what? Sinks? I heard sinks. I heard stakes. Oh. Well, the stakes are really high here, Michael. I, mean, I I just thought it was a big, fun performance, but there's actually like a, it's actually a really big deal. Yeah, you're right. These are pretty pretty tall stakes. Mm-hmm. The first song is Hasta La Vista by La Vista. Baron and Sander, and Ella seems to have joined them because she left Tess. Yeah, she found her spot, and I think she found a great spot. I like this song. I really like this song. Yeah, it was fun. After that, the It Girls are up, which apparently is the name of Tessa's band. She performs two stars while her Grammy-winning mom appears in the audience, but leaves before the song ends because she got a phone call. You gotta feel for her here. This really upsets Tess, who messes up at the end as the audience gasps. Yeah, she nearly falls off the stage. I mean, I thought they were gasping at the realization that she was lip-singing because the song kept playing when she stopped singing because she tripped. (gasps) But I guess everyone gasped because she almost tripped over the stage. Was she lip-singing? That's awful. Wow. Okay, I didn't catch that, but that's... No, 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 no. No, it just... It was one of those Cheetah Girls moments where, like, they stop Uh-oh. moving their lips, but the song keeps going. Kelly. Like, with the lyrics. Seven months of editing, and they, <laughs> they still couldn't match up the lips. <laughs> yeah, but only 25 days worth of footage. It's still hard. But they had seven months to line up that shot. That, it means, that doesn't mean they had seven months to reshoot 
They didn't have to reshoot, just cut off the music. <laughs> they they throw ADR around like crazy in these DCOMs. They should be able to modulate this this stuff. This should be fine. Quick fix, huh? That's just my two cents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the Uncle Dude announces that's the end of the show. So only two people performed? I mean, I, I they had to have had more people perform. We just uh, didn't get to see them. But there's a last minute new addition. It's Peggy, whose real name is actually Margaret, who also loved Tess's band. And she sings Here I Am. As a montage of her moments with Ella and Tess flash to the screen. Tess watches the performance and it's so good she apologizes for how she acted. Then another last minute addition comes on stage and Mitchie performs This Is Me. Which actually doesn't hit me with a lot of nostalgia like the other songs do. Because I still sing this song a lot. And I did sing it a lot through college. Just I really, I really like the song, so... It, it's followed me. Oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk about something, Kelly. You, you moved past real quick. We got one of the cardinal sins of DCOMs here in, in the scene. All right. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I might be getting to it, but go ahead. No, before Demi Lovato comes on out here. Oh. It's a flashback montage of scenes that happened just moments before in the movie. That's why I said there was a montage of scenes of their friendship, but yeah, it's a... Scenes that just happened. <laughs> yeah, when, uh, what's her face? What's her name? Margaret. When Margaret's singing, it's flashbacks of, of, of other things happening in the movie. Yeah, that's the only way they do it. Awful. <laughs> anyway, back to Demi Lovato. She's singing. She's really into it, showing her confidence. And then Shane Gray has a slow motion head turnaround as he realizes who the mystery girl is. What a revelation. I mean, it's her. He gets so excited, he starts singing Gotta Find You, blending in with her song. I love that. And they end the song holding hands, staring into each other's eyes in front of the entire audience. I love that. This was yes. great. This this scene right here, this song, it, it salvaged the end of the movie. Yes. But also Shane is, Shane is a judge, so this shows too much favoritism. I don't think she's in contention. I guess not, because Margaret won. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, and Final Jam was over. Margaret definitely deserved that, that spot. Oh, for sure. She sang her heart out. Yeah. I just wish she would have had more of a role in the movie besides being the posse of Tess who didn't talk much and then had a montage of small moments that just happened. It was just like one day her and Ella were done, were just done with Tess and then they make up fairly quickly. If she had more of a role, that whole ending montage of a friendship would have hit differently and you would have been like more happy that she won. I mean, you're, you're excited that she won, but you also don't know a lot about her. I'm just glad Tess didn't win. Oh yes, of course. That's all it boils down, boils down to. Yeah, I mean, and also Mitchie doesn't even need to win because Shane's going to recall with her anyway. For sure. Now it's time for Tess to apologize to Mitchie and ends it with see you next summer, which gives me big Sharpay being nice to Gabriella and HSM1 vibes, only to go back to hating her in the second movie. So I wonder what will happen with Tess next movie, because I don't remember. I mean, she might not even be this. She might not even be in the second movie. I really don't remember. Couldn't tell you. So then Chink comes up to Mitchie backstage and they reintroduce each other in an attempt to start over and he invites her for a canoe ride later. We end the movie with everyone singing, we rock, like everyone, all the kids, Connect 3, the uncle dude, everyone's there. Was this all planned? Were Mitchie and Shane always going to sing and dance next to each other? Hmm. Well, I'm cool with it. <laughs> and that's the movie, Michael. What did you think? Um, while it was better than I remembered it being, it still wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. You see, I'm a big fan of musicals, Kelly, so I, I get very excited to watch them, and I'm very disappointed when they don't 
pan out super well um and that that was just this movie for me you know like there were a bunch of good elements to it you've got Demi Lovato you've got the Jonas Brothers you've got Allison Stoner and you know not not in a singing role but as the probably best actress in this movie let's be real here um you know there's a lot of good elements but I just don't think that it all came together to be like a great decom it's good decom yeah sure but it, it just wasn't great in my opinion and you know that's that's fine it it was just one that wasn't for me I'll still categorize it under the good side of my list but just not as great as it could have been that's entirely fair I liked it I guess so much because it had a big part of my childhood yeah I had none of that <laughs> yeah I mean, and it was really nice to introduce the my cats to Camp Rock I think Binks liked it <laughs> Willow couldn't really sit still for the beginning but she watched the rest I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you were able to share this with the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Now there's one thing that like still is bothering me. Um it's that scene where uh Tess finds um Mitchie's songbook. The song lyric book, yeah. What did that have to do with anything? That's actually what I was about to talk about next. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I I not remembering all of the movie, I expected there to be something with that. I wonder if they intended... Yeah, like her to sing one of her songs at the end? I don't know. Or to, like, do it in front of Shane? Like, I wonder if they intended to have Tess pretend that she performed This Is Me. Like, just, like, casually, like, singing it by Shane so that he could be confused and think she is the mystery girl. Like, it seemed almost set up that way, but they decided they didn't want a two-hour movie and instead kept it at around an hour and a half after seven months of editing. Kelly... Again, seven months of editing, and they left that in. It, it, I don't know. It served the plot zero purpose. Like, it did nothing. It did absolutely nothing but confuse me. It, yeah. I wish they would have done it and had Ella and Margaret object, because there could have been a bigger fight there where they stand up to her instead of deciding shortly before the performance and suddenly having a slot in the lineup that was already posted. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it got cut because there was a lot of problems with it, or... I don't know. Maybe they weren't allowed to do two hours. I really have no idea. I wish I would know. I could could do with a, a behind the scenes two disc DVD with the with all the bonus footage. I don't even know if they would have revealed something like that. It's Disney. I also would have enjoyed more Nick and Kevin Jonas, yeah. but being that the movie was originally written for just Joe, I'm happy I even got some of the other brothers. Oh yeah, they were necessary here. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just Joe Jonas. It's not the Jonas Brothers. And what is Joe Jonas without the Jonas Brothers? He's DNCE. And we know that's a subpar musical group. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I was very happy to watch this again. Yes, it felt like a movie they just threw together with a bunch of big names and tons of songs. But it was highly enjoyable for me or fans of said big names then and now. I agree. You got to acknowledge your roots and where you came from. And even Joe Jonas still gets a laugh about his some of his old lines from this movie it just it was, it was a solid kids movie in decom yes there was flaws many of them yes the acting was quite cringy at times but it's a kids movie where the actors are growing up and they don't really want to be associated with the kids stuff anymore like that's what jo jonas was essentially that's what this is yeah you're you're absolutely right and we see what happens when you get child stars at at this particular age you know we yeah. see how they turn out <laughs> yeah i mean jonas brothers and demi lotto are all still very successful so on the forefront of our our culture still which is honestly a, a feat you know yeah so good for camp rock good for them 
that's all I got for this one. How about you? That's all I got. It's a, just a fun movie. Fun movie indeed. Why don't you take us out? All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review so we can improve and follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now TikTok at DCOM Central Pod. So feel free to follow us there and wear masks, get vaccinated, key things. Rock you later. <laughs>